Unbelievable song, Goo Goo Dolls with Iris. As we return here on First Up, this is TSN 1050. Some romantic vibes on our music selections today from our technical producer, Chris Diavera. Of course, it's Valentine's Day, and I can't imagine a better I, better way to spend Valentine's Day than down in Dunedin, covering the Blue Jays, and thereafter having a romantic candlelit dinner with Scott Mitchell. Maybe that's what our next guest is going to do. It's Keegan Matheson. He was covering the Jays for MLB.com. Is that on the docket this evening, sir? You know, it's really part of the dream of being <laughs> a baseball writer is, A, moving up your own personal Valentine's Day to about the ninth or 10th every year. Reservations, much easier. And then spending <laughs> Valentine's Day with a group of baseball writers, the most romantic, <laughs> beautiful people it's on true. this earth. It's true. Baseball writers notorious. You know, hockey reporters, yeah. basketball, football. It's all about the baseball writers. They're the most glamorous. We are known for our looks and our charm. Definitely. Yes. Well, speaking of looks, Keegan, there were a couple of surprising ones down at Blue Jays camp yesterday. Notably, Yusei Kikuchi with a beard and Jose Barrios with platinum blonde hair. Who looked better in your estimation? Now, my bias has to be clear here, but I've got to go for the beard. You know, the, the boy band look on, on Jose, I like it. He's pulling it off really well. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those looks that you have to be cool to, to pull off, and he is. But the Kikuchi beard, guys, this is, a, this is the, the exciting story. Is it really him, like, or is it a clone? Come on. Is it an evil Kikuchi? We'll see. <laughs> yes. Anything good that he does from this point on, I'm blaming on the beard. And when in doubt, when things go wrong, grow one out. See if it changes your life. <laughs> um, what about the the physical physique of one Bo Bichette? I mean, his he looks like he's in really great shape. He looks like he was sharing a little bit extra jackedness. He was he was looking buff. Was it was it because of his off season training, or was it because he was happy to receive his new three year deal? Yeah, they appear to have exercised this offseason down here. And, and Bo is a guy who is, everybody works hard. I, I know that's a thing we beat to death in pro sports now. But Bo is a real gym rat. He's the last guy at the field, the first guy to the field. And a lot of these guys coming in a bit bigger every camp you'll see. Danny Jansen is another one, the catcher. He looks big. He was hitting the crap out of the baseball in batting practice early yesterday morning. But for a lot of these players, it's about coming in a bit bigger and trying to maintain that over the year. Uh, I wish this applied to media, too, but as you're playing 162 games, you're dropping some weight over the year. You are outside in the sun every day playing 150-plus games. These guys naturally drop quite a few pounds over the course of a season, especially if you're a catcher or shortstop like Bo, who's playing every day. So if you are coming in at a certain number and leaving yourself a bit of room to drop some over the year, fantastic, but... Man, yeah, Bo looked uh, very good yesterday. He did not miss any days this offseason. Our guest is Keegan Matheson, who covers the Toronto Blue Jays for MLB.com. He is in Dunedin. And the, t- the subject of Bo Bichette was one of the big ones in the offseason. We were talking about, okay, is he going to play shortstop? Would they consider moving him to second? There were reports that they were in on a couple of shortstop. Ultimately, Bichette's back. He's playing short, and he's got a new three-year contract. And it sounded, based on, and you were there, Keegan, like Bichette, seemed pretty happy that he got this deal done. And I don't know if he was angling for a massive long-term extension like we saw a number of free agents got, but where do you think things stand between Bichette and the Jays as far as their relationship? I think it's calmed down and it has settled, which is a good thing for now because Bo Bichette is a guy who understands the business side of baseball very well. 
that comes from growing up in the game, but he's also a guy who is involved in those processes, pays a lot of attention to it. Some players will give it all to their agent. Bo is uh, pretty conscious of how these things work, and he's right that when you go into arbitration, it's not a friendly competition. It, it is not a rosy, friendly thing. You do get torn down a bit at, at times. So for him to avoid that, not just this year, but next year and the next, when his numbers will be even bigger, lets him just focus on the baseball. And he said yesterday, when you do remove a distraction, it allows you to take that focus and put it somewhere else. So that is gone now for the next few years. We'll have some conversations about the same thing with Vladdy as his number continues to grow in arbitration. But at the same time, Bo is now set up to make some cash in the short term and hit free agency around 27, 28. And if he keeps playing like he is playing, man, oh man, he is going to have 30 teams bidding on him. And that's always the dream. As much as we talk about signing with one team, You've got to think, in anybody's job, would you rather 30 people bidding on you or one? And it's mm-hmm. pretty attractive to have all 30. And if he keeps playing like this, man, oh, man, he will be looking at a massive free agency. Keegan, it wasn't long ago we were looking at Nate Pearson as the Blue Jays' top prospect, perhaps one of the top prospects in all of Major League Baseball. Of course, he's endured a number of injuries over the last couple of years. And just reading your work and your stuff you put out on social media yesterday, it sounded like he spent the off season in the Dominican Republic training there and and we of course saw him on day one of camp yesterday what can you tell us about how Nate Pearson looks and what we can expect from him this season this is an interesting one and that's right he was down in the Dominican made 12 appearances just as a reliever pitching one inning at a time at this point I think that's the most interesting way to go with Nate Pearson and I feel like we've been talking about him for 10 years uh, Pearson going back to 18 19 the most exciting thing that would happen in spring training was him throwing a hundred And at the time, the part that kind of went unspoken is that other teams had five guys that can do that. Throwing 100, it's impressive. None of us can do it. But there's a lot of guys in Major League Baseball. There's a lot of prospects coming up who can throw 99, throw 100. That's just a piece of the puzzle. It's about staying healthy because the human body is not designed to throw a baseball 100 miles an hour. And it's about finding the zone and doing it consistently. Now, if he can do that a bit more as a reliever, this suddenly gets really interesting again. And if Nate Pearson can not just do the baseball side, but also the mental side, being a reliever, you need a little crazy in you. You need that Jordan Romano pacing around the bullpen, amping yourself up. It's different strokes for different relievers, but it is a different mindset. You've got to be ready to come in at any time and max out for 10, 15 minutes instead of really building up slowly. So an interesting one to watch. It is definitely in the range of I will believe it when I see it. <laughs> That's where it has yeah. to be at this point. But the talent is still just incredible. Just needs to put it together. And again, needs to stay healthy. His body has not helped him. Well, and there's been so many instances of these flamethrowers who come up as starting pitchers and ultimately end up as top-notch relievers. And you hope for the Jays that Nate Pearson is that. Again, we're talking to Keegan Madison of MLB.com down in Dunedin. So you talk about the Swanson acquisition. He's a flamethrower from the Seattle Mariners. They brought him in in the deal for Teoscar Hernandez. Of course, Romano at the back end of the bullpen. You have Pearson. You have Bass. You have Garcia. I mean, Chad Green eventually will be ready. The guy they signed from the Yankees, who's also an awesome pitcher when he's healthy. This bullpen looks pretty damn good to me, Keegan. I mean, it's hard to really pinpoint any holes in it. I mean, is the optimism warranted? Yeah, this is actually a good group. I like what the Blue Jays have done with their bullpen because there's not just depth. They had depth last year, but there's more upside now 
And I think for years, the Blue Jays' bullpen was kind of lagging behind the rest of Major League Baseball. We were in 2020, but their bullpen was more 2005. Guys throwing 95, 96 at the top end. Now they're adding the real velocity. The guys who are going to strike out 10, 12 batters per nine innings. The real strikeout rates. And this bullpen is modernized. And I think that's a very good thing. You're going to see that organizationally down through the minor leagues. They are really chasing these types of guys now. And I think that's a very good idea. I think it's overdue and it's going to have some great results these next few years. You look past that group, there are some depth guys. Yasser Zulueta is another Cuban right-hander who can throw 99, 100. So there are options now, not just in that top seven or eight, but you're talking number nine, 10, 11. You're going to use 20 relievers a season. And when you call one up, even if they're not going to perform and dominate, you at least want some sort of upside because there are a million relievers out there who can throw 92 and give you a 4.8 ERA for a week. Great. But if you keep chasing upside, eventually somebody's going to hit. For all of those upside moves you make, eventually you're going to find your Jose Bautista or your star reliever on a minor move. Eventually, you just have to keep upside in mind. And I think the Blue Jays are really doing that now. Even their minor league additions, every one of them has something. And if one of them works out, that's a lot of found money. Keegan, Dalton Varsho was one of the big offseason acquisitions for the Blue Jays, a name that most people in Toronto didn't really recognize, but what type of season are you expecting from him in Toronto? Now, defensively, Varsho is going to amaze a lot of people, and he was originally a catcher. So to go from a catcher to a gold-glove caliber outfielder is ridiculous. That's not something that happens, and it, it really speaks to his athleticism. You could, in an emergency, see him jump back behind the plate if the Blue Jays do need at some point. I'm sure that will come up. Varsho, an incredible defender, brings some speed, and a lot of aggression. This is going to be the guy that I think fans do fall in love with for running through a wall, making the extreme plays, trying to get that extra base. Whether he gets it or not, we'll see. But this is going to be an aggressive team. You know, John Schneider, Bo Bichette, both yesterday were talking about aggression on the bases, which is fun to watch, and I think Varsho fits right into that. His power is the interesting one for me, especially with these new shorter walls at the Sky Dome. How is that going to help, especially some left-handed hitters? And with some team control left, this guy is really part of that new core group of players. Dalton Varsho is really talented. A lot of people haven't seen much of him, given that he's coming from the D-backs. I don't think people are scrambling to watch many Arizona games, but Varsho is a really legit outfielder, but incredible defender. I think that's what's going to catch your eye first. There's a lot of excitement around this team, and rightfully so. You'll be documenting it all spring training for MLB.com. Thanks so much for doing this, Keegan. We'll see you at the Corona rooftop patio at the Rogers Center, all right? Cannot wait. Talk to you guys. <laughs> nice. Uh, Keegan Matheson, MLB.com. Right. I about the new oh, rentals going on. A ton of new rentals, and, and not only with regards to... Like, those have to be done in, like, what, two months? Oh, less than that. I mean, the season starts in about a month and a half, but, I mean, I think they're pretty much done now. It's, really? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not the total renovation. No, it's doing the one it. part of it. It's the first phase or whatever. Yeah. But they also, like the outfield walls, will be different than they were this yeah. year, or they I guess forever, really, for thirty years. So yeah. it's exciting. A lot of changes. This team's good, man. This team has a ton of talent. The bullpen, I like. I love the rotation. The bats are. I mean, it's hard to really pick many holes with this roster right now. It's all a matter of just putting it together and taking that next step. This is. Always the talk going into the start of a new season is that you, everyone gets excited about the changes they've made and 
the expectations that are put. Remember when we were we were talking about this year? Almost every person we talked to in baseball was saying, "Yeah, Blue Jays are World Series favorites," and I was like. What the hell is going on? What have the Blue Jays done to put themselves into World Series favorites conversation? This group hasn't even won a playoff. That was game. Brandon Belt who said that he thinks the Jays are World Series favorites, right? Well, I'm I don't know who said it last year. Or I don't know who said it this year, but last year it was like everybody was saying, and I'm like, whoa, 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 pump pump <laughs> the brakes a little bit. Let this come together. And and look, the, I, I wouldn't even be comfortable saying that about this team this year. World Series favorites no. to me. Are they even division favorites right now? I'd have to look at FanDuel, what the odds are. And maybe, Chris, why don't you take a look at that? Because, but, I mean, Yankees, yeah, you can argue the Yankees, the Yankees are there. Tampa, the Rays yeah. are always going to be there. I mean, I don't know what to think of Boston no, and Baltimore this year. No, but, suck, but no one expected the Yankees to have the season they did last year. True. There's always that team. There's always that team that that overachieves and underachieves. Always. I hope the Jays aren't a team that underachieves because clearly they're they're way too talented to put themselves in that conversation. But look, the Jays are not even close to World Series favorites. By the way, I mean there's uh, seven teams ahead okay, of where them are in the they FanDuel rankings. Uh, I mean they're definitely buying the Yanks for sure. Okay, so they're second in the AL East. So yeah, like. Be excited about this team because of you know the new players that they've come in, the new look that they're going to present. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you still got to go out and play, and so much can happen. And you know, if what's like the things I'm looking for is who's Barrios going to be? Mm-hmm. What's what step? What next step is Manoa going to take? Well, you know, if, if, if Manoa replicates gonna, last season, that's, I think everyone signs off on. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, they do. But you know, is Gosman the same guy? How does how does Bassett fit in in this in this rotation? What do you get from Kikuchi? You know what is this outfield going to look like with no Te, Te Oscar and no Guriel? Like, there's a lot of question marks in this team. The pieces that they brought in for the bullpen are they going to be lockdown guys like they were in the teams that they were before? It's true. You can never take like, anything for granted. Swanson's coming from Seattle, right? I mean, we'll see what Chad Green is able to provide later in the season, but. I know, so, it's, a, it's an interesting but team. But hey, it is. Uh, you know, look, at the end of the day, you have every reason to be excited because it's the start of a new season, and that's usually what the feeling you should have going into a new season. But, like, I know baseball has made a lot of changes to their rules and to their schedule and stuff like that. Do we really need six weeks of spring training? Like, what, why can't they shorten this? Why does spring training need to be so long? Well, I mean, you can't do play, can't play baseball games in the Northeast right now. I mean, there's no snow on the ground in New York, Philadelphia. These are outdoor stadiums. Oh, okay, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you, um, you got to wait. I mean, that's just what it is. You start in April. That's just how it always is. Why can't they try to start spring training a month later? I guess you could. I mean, I don't know. This is just how right. it, just how it no, is. I, just, I mean, I, keep in mind, like, there's parks down in Florida that make money off of... Oh, 100%. And then, and then, you know, and also the answer is, I'm gonna, I will ask you a question twofold, because we saw the reduced spring trading with COVID, and, you know, teams, we were complaining about this, how teams weren't giving guys, uh, you know, like, full workloads early on in the season as well, and mm-hmm. it was that was a problem, too. So the answer is you got to ramp up. That's how it is. It's a slow progression oh, for a I pitcher. Ramp up. So it's just that's just how it is. And also, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't play at Yankee Stadium in the middle of February. It's just not how it works. Uh, sadly, unfortunately, I wish every place was as nice as so. The South Jays' Florida. win total on FanDuel is ninety and a half. Mm-hmm. I think they finished with ninety last year, if I'm not mistaken. I like ninety and a half. Take the over on that. Really? Absolutely. Maybe not quite to the extent I bet the unders for David Passer and I can garner David goals, but maybe, maybe. Hmm. Uh, we'll get to Kate Burnett. She'll join us at 9.15. Dan Rosen from 
NHL.com as well. So there's a lot of good, lot of good NHL stories to get to with Dan. And coming up at the top of the 9 o'clock hour, Crush or Flush, a very special segment concocted. I'm getting into my sexy voice for Valentine's Day. This is not a very sexy voice. I don't know what I'm talking about. But our man Cheese will join us in about 10 minutes' time. More First Up, our third hour, continues next.